0: Cause sometimes I be right Hello Welcome To the show We are ready to go today That's right, welcome back, welcome back Cyber Family How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? What a lovely day it is to be in Trash Can Studios well, I guess that depends. That depends on how you feel. I got, some, uh, I got some interesting topics to talk about, and I want to bring up something that popped into my head this week while I was doing some work. It's a thought that I had, and it's a thought that I wanted to come in here and I wanted to share. Because it's one of those thoughts where you immediately think it, and then you say, ah, now that's crazy, And then you think about it a little more, and you say, is it really that crazy? And if it's not crazy, is it right? We're going to get into it. Let's intro this thing, man. What up, Cyber Family? If this is your first time joining, then welcome. This is Sometimes I Be Right. I am your host, John Farris, reporting live from Trash Can Studios. As always, joined by my co-host, Wally. Say what up, Wally. So look, let's get right down to business. Due to uh, uh, scheduling conflicts or things that are happening this week, I am recording this on a Tuesday. That is correcto mundo. Tuesday I am recording this. So there are going to be things that will transpire between the time I recorded this till the time that you hear it. So if I say something that seems outdated, so let's say, for example, um, the Lakers Warriors series we're going to talk about, it it may be over. By the time you hear the show. Or yeah. Because they play what? Again Wednesday night? Yeah. yo, it'll, it'll probably be over. Or something would have happened. So if I sit here. And I say like. Hey that series is over. Or they're gonna lose. Or they're gonna something. And it's already happened. Like just give me. Give me a little bit of a pass. Alright. So in constructing the show. Because I knew that. I didn't want to talk on something. That would be changed or different. By the time you hear this. So. I try to be as general as possible and and find some topics that we could talk about that would kind of uh, that wouldn't age poorly. So what I want to start with though is I want to start with um, the Knicks and the Miami Heat series because look, uh, that one's over. Regardless of how you you want to slice it up, I don't care. Series is over. Okay, it's over. Pack it up, Knicks fans. Uh, we had a good run. Um, you know, we were so full of hope just just days ago. Just days ago, so full of hope. So the Heat and Knicks, that series, uh, Miami leads that series 3-1 going back to New York on Wednesday night. So as you're listening to this, last night the Knicks and the Heat played. I hope that the Knicks won. Um, but honestly, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if they won, if they win. If they win game five, it doesn't matter if they win game six. Uh, I don't believe in the Knicks to win the series at all. And there's a simple reason and it's surprising. So as a Knicks fan, what I loved about this season and the way they played this season is I felt like even when things weren't going well, the way they played was what mattered to me and the way they played was tough and gritty and and clawing for everything and they played that way and they were they were they were a go after it type of bunch honestly uh in this Miami series i have felt like Miami has been tougher i felt like Miami has been the grittier team i feel like they've been the ones hustling more consistently I feel like they've been the ones really going after it. And the Knicks are coming across as that team who uh, is entitled and thought that they were greater than maybe they are. And as a fan, it's disappointing because, look, man, all I want you to do, right? Because the Knicks, look, the Knicks, the bar is really low. No one is really expecting them to win a championship. I don't know if I said it on here but I I was at some point saying I'm I'm convinced and I'm going to say it out loud the Knicks are going to make the finals. Because I felt like this was if any season it were going to happen this is a season where I'm truly thinking to myself why not? Like anything could happen. Because of the route, right? So let's say so Miami took out the Bucks. All right, well, the Bucks are better than Miami. On paper, you would say if you had to choose one that you want to go against, Miami was the more favorable matchup on paper. So if they had to go through Miami, great. I'd rather go through Miami than Milwaukee. Awesome. That's what everybody would say going into the playoffs, correct? Okay, so they got that. Look at the Boston and Sixers series, and you say, well, you could really see a route where the Sixers beat Boston. It's possible. It's not impossible. It's not like a crazy thought. And then you are literally Joel Embiid, who is at this current moment dealing with an injury, potentially missing games in that series against the Knicks. And you can now see a clear path to say it's possible for the Knicks to get to the NBA Finals. And so because I saw it and because it felt like things were kind of lining up that way to be an opportunity that they, playing the way they had all year, playing hard, playing tough, playing consistent, playing like just, Put your head down, barrel through and, and see where you end up. Because they had been playing that way. The runway was clear and they're just gonna barrel their way through and make it happen. It was gonna be an amazing run, an amazing time, and an amazing playoffs for me and the rest of the Knicks fans around the world. Insert Miami. And uh, and and it's just like they the Miami's just doing every little thing. All of the little things. Loose balls, who's getting them? Diving on the floor, who's getting them? Offensive rebounds, who's getting It's like I-, I bought into the hype again. Look, Cleveland was a great matchup for the Knicks. What the Knicks did well, Cleveland struggled with. The Knicks didn't have to be tough, tough against Cleveland because Cleveland wasn't tough. You could push Cleveland around. You can out-rebound Cleveland. You can kind of bully them a bit. And that's what the Knicks did. And now the Knicks are going against a team who likes to be physical. And the Knicks look like they're not as physical or up to the challenge as Miami. And I also have to say Jimmy Butler is incredible. Jimmy Butler is a great NBA player who has zero flash. He's like that guy that gets all of the girls but has no swag. <laughs> Like, you look at him and say, I don't understand how this guy, why the girls like him. Jimmy Butler is, like, he's so great at basketball. At just playing basketball. But he has no flash. There's no sizzle there. There's no, you don't watch him play and say, oh, look at this. But when you, you just see, he's just, he plays basketball so well. I don't even know what you would call that. Jimmy Butler is not a superstar, but it's not because his ability isn't warranted. Jimmy Butler's better than Kawhi Leonard. Like, hot take, I don't even know. Jimmy Butler is a better basketball player than Kawhi Leonard. Without question. Now that I mention it, why does Kawhi Leonard have any? Kawhi Leonard ain't got no sauce. <laughs> Hold up. Let me think. Of, let me try to think of a better example cuz Kawhi Leonard also has that n- like no flash type thing. Um If you were making a list of the top 5 NBA players, I think I think Jimmy Butler should be in the top 5 discussion, for sure. But he just has no like flash to his game. There's no like you know what, I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not praising Miami. Okay. I love Jimmy Butler. I wanted Jimmy Butler on the Knicks. I wish that there's a way he could be on the Knicks, but that's besides the point. Miami is is winning the series. Uh it's over. Pack it up. Um I've been talking about it long enough. Um, my Knicks are done. They're D E D dead. It's over. Uh, you know, signing off. <laughs> So Lakers and Warriors, Lakers are also up 3-1 over the Warriors. First question you might ask is, hey, John, do you think the series is over? Um, Yes, I do. I do. Now, coming back from 3-1 is not impossible. Coming back from 3-1 probably since the the Warriors did it against Oklahoma City in 2016. Since then, it feels like 3-1, coming back from 3-1, is happening all the time. And I know it's not. I know it's not. Like, you don't have to yell at the speakers. You don't have to yell into the air that I'm an idiot. It's it's not happening that often. I know it's not. But it just doesn't feel like something that if it were to happen, you would be shocked. I would not be shocked if the Warriors come back and beat the Lakers in the series. Why? Because all they have to do is win Game 5. And now it's 3-2. And then they would have to come back and win Game 6. Do I think they could beat... The Lakers in the next two games. Absolutely. I think they could. Why not? Last night's game was a three-point game. They lost by three. Right? So it's very possible. Like, it's not impossible. Anthony Davis could tweak an ankle. Now he's down. LeBron can pull a groin. Like, now it's dead. Uh, Steph can have one of those games he had, like Game 7, and shoot the lights out right and and they win a game like it's possible clay thompson could get super hot game 6 clay could put up 40 points in a quarter and they win like it's possible but is it likely no and i'll tell you why i think the warriors the wow uh, this series is odd because I, I don't feel like either team looks great you know i this is a tough one This is a tough one. This Lakers-Warriors series is tough. Because as I'm watching it, there are moments where I feel... My bad, y'all. There are moments where I feel like... The Warriors look old. um, Where they look like their way of play just... It's not working anymore. Because they don't have the youth and the speed. Almost as if like... They're older, so like Steph and Clay running around to get open threes, like the legs aren't quite there anymore. To do that over the course of of, of a series. But then you look at the Lakers and you say, yeah, but the Lakers are kind of old too. Like LeBron's not what he used to. LeBron looks like he's laboring out there most of the time. Anthony Davis, like can we talk about Anthony Davis? Like one minute... He, he's great and you think he's awesome and oh my god he's the reason they need him to win the series and then the next minute he, he puts up a poop performance can we just say anthony davis is not a great player he's not he's not anthony davis is not a top 20 player in the nba he's not he's not i need you to be consistent I've been consistent on this point. Anthony Davis is to me is not a top. I'll, all right, maybe twenty is a little harsh. That's a little crazy. Maybe top fifteen. He's not a top fifteen NBA player. I would take fifteen guys over Anthony Davis because he. I don't know if he's going to show. First of all, he's not going to show up every night. There's going to be some nights he just doesn't play because he hurt his toe. And then the other nights is going to be nights that he just doesn't show up and play because he's just not interested. He's a guy you can't count on. And I believe 100% there's 15, I could come up with a list of 15 guys who I think are more reliable than Anthony Davis, who I would pick on my team before I got to Anthony Davis. And I think I might be able to give you 20. And for him to be the centerpiece of the team, to be the one that they rely on the most, and him be the least reliable, that's a problem. That's a problem. But he's got the perfect matchup. The Warriors don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. They don't have a guy that matches that size or matches that, you know, athleticism. They don't have it. You're putting Draymond Green on him. That's a massive mismatch. You're putting Looney on him. That's a massive mismatch. So he should be feasting in this series. And then it comes down to, like I said, the other guys. And I know when I said the other guys, I put Klay Thompson in that third, fourth, fifth option. And everyone said, oh, Klay Thompson's number two. Klay Thompson's not what he used to be. I think you want Klay Thompson to be a two. But the reality is, you probably need Jordan Poole to do more than you can ask Klay for. If Clay goes off, great. But man, Clay ain't what he used to be. And to be honest, he might be the weak link. And to be honest, if Jordan Poole was actually performing in this playoff series, I think they would be comfortable to start thinking about the idea of maybe Clay is a guy that we get rid of at the end of the season. And I love Clay. I've said on numerous occasions Clay Thompson is everyone talks about how great of a shooter Steph Curry is. Clay Thompson ain't far behind. He ain't far behind. So Clay's my guy. But the reality is when you watch him play, Clay just don't have it ain't going right now. And maybe that changes. Look, like I said, maybe that changes. They 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 when you hear this, they will have had game five already. And maybe game five he goes off or whatever, but as it stands right now, the Warriors just are missing something. And I think it's just age. I think it's just wear and tear. I think it's just hard to play that way as you get older, that fast pace, moving constantly without the ball, jacking up threes like that's a lot of energy spent. And when you get older, when you got these miles in the game, when you're coming off of playing in the finals just last year, man, it's tough. No, look, I hope I hope they do. I hope they find the fountain of youth and get it back and and, and win this series. I would love to see it. I'm rooting like crazy for it, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to get back. We're going to get back to that series because uh, my main point of what I wanted, my big topic for today, I want to get into involves both of those teams. But let's move on now. Uh, Let's transition. Let's slide over into boxing, into the boxing world for a second, if you will. So Canelo Alvarez uh, fought John Ryder this past Saturday. In uh, in Mexico, which was a homecoming for Canelo, beautiful show, um, awesome turnout. Like it was awesome to see, right? And he was like a hero out there. It was it was kind of cool. But the talk coming out of the fight is Canelo didn't look that good. He didn't look good. Is Canelo done now? Let's talk about something for a second. Canelo was never in trouble in this fight. Canelo dominated the fight. Uh, Canelo, um, at times beat the dog snot out of this dude, but, but he didn't get the knockout and he also took a lot more punishment than you would expect him to when you say one guy is considered pound for pound number one and the other guy is kind of a journeyman. Right? Right? So a part of me, as I'm watching it, feels like, oh man, Canelo just doesn't look like, he looks like he's taking a lot more punishment than normal, right? And then another part of me is like, yeah, but the expectations versus the reality. The expectations are what are causing me to say he doesn't look good in this fight. Because he dominated the fight. It was never in question. There was never any doubt who the better fighter was. There was never any doubt of what the outcome was going to be. The only question was, is he going to get a knockout or just win by point? Like, is this guy really going to make it through? But the reality is, is John John Ryder is a naturally bigger guy than Canelo. And he's considered big for super middleweight. Like, he's a big, stocky, strong dude. Tough as nails. Like, going into it, that was the conversation was how tough... John Ryder was like he takes a lot of punishment, he keep on coming, like he gets stronger as the fight goes on. Canelo historically will kind of slow down as the fight goes on, so you just felt like this one's gonna be a little more difficult. But because it is Canelo and because Canelo is considered to be the strong power guy, we forget that he is coming up in weight. We do forget that he started out, you know, at 154. And now he's coming up, so his power may not always translate, but he's big. He's fought at 175, so you trust that he has enough power to do something, right? And he did. He knocked down John Ryder. He had him wobbled many times after that. But what I said, what I was thinking I wanted to see, what I needed to see as a fan going into the fight was I felt like Canelo had kind of switched his style from being slick counterpuncher to seek and destroy Terminator, where I'm just going to keep the high guard, Walk into you, walk straight in, very little movement, and throw power shots. Not using the jab as much, not really boxing as much, like the game plan was, pressure you until you break down, knock you out late. That became like the blueprint, and that was every fight. And for me, as a fan, I felt like, ah, that only works when you're the bigger guy. So when he moved up to 175 to fight b It didn't work because B-Vol was bigger and you weren't going to walk him down. You weren't going to intimidate him with your power. He's a bigger dude. Like you ain't, you don't pose that much of a threat to him on that style. So what you needed to do was outbox him, throw the jab, control the distance, like do other things. And he didn't have it because he switched his style to this. In the John Ryder fight, what it it looks like to me, and I think what I have to accept now as a reality, is that wasn't a choice he made to fight that way. He has to fight this way because he has so much mileage in the sport. He just doesn't have it to do it the other way anymore. He can't spend the whole fight moving, dancing around, using the head. He can't do it. He don't have it. He's getting older. Now, you look at the age. The first thing we do when we say somebody's getting, we look at the age and we say, he's only 32. He's still good. Yeah, but he's had like 70 fights He's been pro since he's 15 That's a lot of mileage It's a lot of punishment And he's moved up in weight He's fought at 160, 168, 175 Like that's a lot of punishment That's a lot of training sessions That's a lot of sparring sessions That's a lot So is Canelo done? Canelo that we knew and loved, the Canelo that could go into a fight and be favored in any fight he takes, that those days are done. And I think we are now crossing over into the area where Canelo has to. I mean, look, let's face it. He says next he wants Dmitry Bivol. He wants to rematch with Bivol at one seventy five. He said he wants things exactly the same. Bivol saying, "I'll fight you again, but I want to do it at one sixty eight for all of your belts." because Bivol wants to be undisputed at 168 and 175. Canelo saying no, I want it at 175. Some people if you're if you're a negative person, you say if you're a negative person, you say, "Well, Canelo doesn't want it at 168 cuz he doesn't want to lose all his belts." On the positive side, like where I think it is, I think Canelo feels like he doesn't want an excuse. He, he needs to prove it to himself that he could beat Bivol, and he needs it to be at 175 because that's where the last fight was when he lost. And he doesn't want Bivol to come down 168 and win and then be able to feel like, well, could I have beat him at 175? So I think he wants it exactly the same because I think his pride and his ego is telling him I have to beat him at his weight, not drain him to come down to me. Because then there is a, a built-in like, well, we don't really know. Could I have really beat him, or was it that everything was stacked in my favor? So I respect that. As a competitor, I respect that. But I don't think he beats Bivol. I don't think he beats him at 168 or 175. I think at this point, this version of Canelo, this style that Canelo has to fight at, I don't think that that's going to work against B-Vol. I think B-Vol's too active. I think he jabs too much. I think he's too long. I think he's too tall. I think he's going to be able to keep Canelo at a distance. And I don't think Canelo can really seek and destroy. and then or david benavidez i don't think he beats david benavidez at all i think david benavidez again too active though the jab out there stronger longer taller like bigger i don't think canelo can really i don't think his style is gonna work and this happens right like this happens for everybody to every fighter you know it just stinks as a fan when it happens seemingly overnight where it was what a year or two ago, where he was like the pound for pound king, running through the division, and everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's the best boxer," and blah blah blah. Like, oh my god, like now going into his next fight, like he probably should be the underdog. It's so a it's a it's a weird transition, you know. I'm not going to get into the whole face of boxing thing because that doesn't even matter. But now let's. Let's let's go from this, right, and looking at this and judging this and seeing the way that Canelo is and those plans and the way we speak about that to the complete opposite. Now, look, I don't even know if I mentioned it on the show. I don't know if I talked about it at all. I know I put it in notes, but I don't know if I ever really brought it up because the truth was is I didn't even care. I made a whole YouTube video that I then deleted because my energy in the video and my interest was so lacking in it that I said, this isn't even, int- like, delete it. I don't even, I don't, it's too, it's too clear to see that I don't care. And what I'm talking about is Jake Paul is fighting Nate Diaz uh, in August, I believe. And I, I don't even care. I don't care. I have no interest. I, to be honest with you, I, may not even watch do you know what I mean like so here's what happened why I'm bringing this up is because during the Canelo Ryder fight which was a DAZN pay-per-view fight um, DAZN also has the contract with the Misfits which is KSI in the YouTube boxing scene they got their whole thing so KSI is fighting I believe this Saturday and so it was being promoted on the you know the canelo fight it was being you know there's commercials ads and all that stuff it was being promoted up there because that's where they fight it's their next event and the way it was being billed was as what it was like it's ksi fighting and this and that and it wasn't any dramatic promotion or anything like that it's like ksi is fighting this guy okay cool whatever but then there was an ad for um Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, and Jake Paul's having the voiceover where he's talking about needing to get back and needing to prove something to himself, and after taking the loss, they thought it would kill me, they thought it would stop me and all this other stuff, but I'm back to get with like all this other dramatic stuff, like he's coming back better, you know, whatever. And then you realize, but hold on bro, like you fighting Nate Diaz. Like if you was if what you're saying is true, then you wouldn't have chose to fight Nate Diaz. You either would have got, you would have ran it back with Tommy, or you would have went and fought another boxer. But instead, you went and fought to go grab Nate Diaz, which is what? Which is going to do what? Two things. Number one, ensure that you have all the advantages in the fight. And number two, ensure that you can get eyeballs and interest in this fight to maybe sell some tickets and some pay per views so you can get a payday. Now, again, we've already gone over this a million times. But I'll just say it again. One more time. After the fight with Tommy Fury, I said Jake Paul had a choice to make and his next fight was going to let you know what his choice was. Choice A is I really want to be a championship level boxer. I really want to be a great fighter. I really want to do this. I want to win a belt. I want to be a title holder. I want to be a guy in the conversation in the sport that I love. If you choose that way, choice A, you go and you fight a boxer. You go and you grab another boxer on the level of Tommy Fury, a guy that is respected as a boxer. Like, I'm not saying you have to get a big name because you probably can't. Like, you're Jake Paul. Like, most big name fo- boxers aren't going to fight you. But you can get a guy that is like, okay, he is a full on boxer. There is no confusion of what he is. He's a full boxer. Get Badu Jack. He'll do it. That's a guy that's like, yo, win, lose, or draw. The fact that you're fighting him. You're giving him a massive payday, which the boxing fans can respect. Someone like Badu Jack, who's a warrior, absolute titan, goes in there, gives you gets, gets his money's worth, gives you your money's worth. That's a guy that you could say, all right, you're giving that guy a payday. Much respect. And whether you win, lose, or draw, the fact that you're taking that challenge, that to me says a lot about your commitment to the sport. Or you could take option B which is go back and get an MMA guy or a YouTuber or something like that and just have an event where you got a name and you got, you're going to talk this trash and you're going to do all the stuff you did before to drum up interest to get a payday. Either way you go is fine by me, but if you go option B, it's no longer a conversation about you as being a real fighter. That Those days are over because you're not, because you, you're making your choice. Because, again, I said once you fight Tommy Fury, a real boxer, win, lose, or draw, once you step in that ring, you have now said this is what you're You're now past the level of I'm still working my way up. No, you are there now. You are a boxer. You are now participating in the boxing realm. Because had he won, again, the WBC was going to rank him. Which means he could be in line for a title fight. If he takes the right steps and fights the right guys, he could be in the for a title. So you were right there from what you said you wanted. So you have to make the choice. Well, he chose to run back to Nate Diaz. Which says to me, I'm um, no. You fight one boxer, a a a low-level boxer in Tommy Fury, who beats you soundly, like not confusing to anyone who watched, you lost, convincingly, like it wasn't close. And you ran back to go grab an MMA guy to give him a massive payday, which I promise you, I'm giving you your biggest payday, is going to come up in the promotion for this fight. And you're doing that because what? Because the boxer beat you. Because the boxer exposed you. Because the boxer proved that you are still miles away from even a low-level fighter like Tommy Fury. You, your inability to throw combinations is light years away from Tommy Fury. Your ability to set traps is light years away from someone even like a Tommy Fury. You are so far away from being a good boxer on a level where you can even consider being a, 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 a title contender. You are so far away from that that he knew it realized it and recognized if I have another fight like I did against Tommy, it's over for real. Like there's no money anymore. So let me kind of wiggle back into where I'm comfortable, where I go against a guy like Nate Diaz, who has never had a boxing match in his life, who has never boxed on that stage before is going to now walk into the ring with a guy who has been professionally boxing and working with professional trainers and fought a professional boxer and fought on this stage multiple times. And now Jake Paul has all the advantages. Nate Diaz has none of them. His best attribute is he could take a lot of punishment. Well, unfortunately, like there's judges in boxing and you're going to lose every single round unless you can knock out Jake Paul. But Jake Paul is not going to get knocked out by Nate Diaz. The promotion is going to be hectic. There's going to be a lot of trash talk. Nate Diaz could talk trash with the best of them. He's got a huge fan base. They're all going to turn out. There's going to be a lot of hype. The entire MMA community is going to be watching and saying, this is the guy that we're going to choose now to take out Jake Paul to end this charade. I'm going to end your career. All that is going to come up. And guess what it's all for? Absolutely nothing. You are just going to line Jake Paul's pockets. I'm not. I'm not participating anymore. I'm out. That's me wiping my hands. (laughs) I'm out. I just thought it was interesting the way it was being, the way you have Jake Paul and KSI who are the same. They are both doing the same thing with the same goal in mind of make money doing something I find extremely fun ksi has no delusions that he's a championship level boxer or that he could be he has no delusions of that he doesn't pretend to be that and he's doing it right he's got his lane he's got his 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 league he's got his guys and he's fighting through those trying to set up a big fight with jake paul the problem is i think jake paul believes he's something that he's not and and tommy fury exposed him this is not you And Jake Paul says, okay, I know that that's not me, but I have to continue to pretend it to me so I can get this money. And I'm out. And y'all should be too. And we spent enough time talking about this bozo. So let's talk about greatness. This is something I want to talk about today. It's been coming up because Anthony Davis had an 11.7 rebound performance in game two versus the Warriors after having a 30 and 20 game. And the conversation, like always, goes, like I said last week, with the yo-yo media. They were so high on Anthony Davis. He comes out and puts up a stinker, and now they're so low on Anthony Davis. He comes back and has since, in the subsequent two games, played fairly well. And I would say that's not greatness. Greatness is coming in day after day and performing at a high level. That's greatness for whatever I think of lebron and it's about to get interesting lebron has shown up every day for 20 years and been consistent you can count and remember the terrible games lebron has had and everyone had in 20 years you're going to have them but you can vividly remember the ones that you're like that makes no sense those are outliers anthony davis having a bad game is not an outlier that's what he is. he's not great. We need to stop giving that title to guys who don't deserve it. He doesn't show up. But now I'm going to ask a question okay and let me let me tell you who let me let me first preface it with saying this as I ask this question, do not try to make it an argument between me and you. I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to talk through it. To see if I can figure out an answer to my own question. Because I haven't decided yet. I don't know if it's even clear that you can decide. You're going to have an immediate reaction. And then when we look into it a little deeper, we can have an honest discussion. See, so I am the guy who likes to ask a question and then let's talk about it. That's fun. I'm not coming in here saying every question I ask or every statement I say is 100% what I believe. Sometimes I'm asking a question because I think it's an interesting question to ask. For example, who's the GOAT? You don't have to have an answer. We can discuss it. Give you the reasons why this guy is versus this guy. Like That's a fun conversation and debate to have. All right, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Well, let's talk about it. Who is the best quarterback in the draft? Let's talk about it. Now, I made definitive statements on all of those. (laughs) But at one point, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like, let's discuss. So here's what I'm going to say. Is it possible? Here's the question. Brace yourselves. Pay attention. Is it possible that Steph Curry is a greater player than LeBron James? Listen to the question. I can, I can already feel it through the universe two days before it actually happens. I can feel the energy surging through the universe to me, to my soul, that when I asked that question, there was a, a visceral get the F out of here from 90% of y'all. <laughs> well, here's the question. Let me repeat the question again. Pay attention because words matter. Is it possible... That Steph Curry is a greater player than LeBron James. I'm not saying is he better. I'm saying is he greater. Alright. So now let's define great. In my opinion there would be four things you would look at. If you wanted to say. Why someone is greater than the other. Number one. Would be. Did you change the game? How did you impact the game? So when it comes to basketball. Has LeBron James changed the way people play basketball? Has LeBron James in his career done anything that made people switch and shift? Has he? I mean, the one thing we give him the most credit for was when he left Cleveland to go to Miami and pair up with two other superstars to say, oh, LeBron started the player movement trend where guys will group together now. That's what he gets credited for. It's about it. Steph Curry changed the way people play basketball on every level of basketball. Steph Curry's shooting, running around, catching, shoot, flinging threes, deep threes, everybody everywhere you go plays that way now. Nobody tries to play like LeBron Nobody ever did. GMs, when LeBron came in, started saying, hey, we want guys who are kind of like LeBron. Bigger, big, tall guys who can handle the ball. You end up with Ben Simmons. That is LeBron's impact. Guys wanted people with a physical stature of LeBron, but kids in high school and elementary school and on the playgrounds were not trying to play like LeBron it's just it wasn't a thing look at viral moments how many moments can you look at with Le- what is LeBron's like signature like like he don't have no look at that like I don't I don't, I don't know. Like, what is, I'm trying to think of how to word this. And this is, this sucks because I I prepared all of this and I still am kind of getting like trying to figure it out as we go. LeBron, here's the best way I could put it. LeBron is the all-time leading scorer, but so was Kareem. But when you were having GOAT conversations And when you were having conversations of starting a franchise, how many people brought up Kareem? Right? Like, get what I'm saying? You follow me? Like, Kareem had the accolades, had the championships, had everything. Was a great player. Without question, one of the greatest players of all time. But nobody wanted to be like Kareem. Nobody was trying to play like Kareem. Kareem was just great. That's it. He's just a great player. But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan changed the way people played. People wanted to be like Mike. People grew up idolizing Mike. People altered what they thought was good basketball based around Mike. Steph Curry is Michael Jordan. LeBron James is Kareem. like that's to me that's the way it's going to be. Steph Curry I feel like is the guy that will have the It's weird because it's weird because it, cuz LeBron is so much more than just that. Like I I don't I don't want to say that cuz LeBron is in the in the conversation for greatest of all time. Like he is that. But I just feel like when you play it out like most of these young guys look at Steph Curry as the man and not really LeBron. LeBron's just like respected as like, oh, he's he's the GOAT, but like the guy you really want to see is Steph Curry. I mean, look at their highlight reels. If you made a highlight reel for each guy, do you really think that LeBron James' highlight reel would be more impressive than Steph Curry? Like, I don't think so. If you look at accomplishments, Steph Curry's four and two in the finals. LeBron James is four and six. They both have four titles. Same amount. And most of those titles head to head. Like, so for me, it's like, well, hold on now. (laughs) Hold on. And if you look in the finals, LeBron James averages 28 points a game in the finals. Steph Curry averages 27. Hold on now. Like, if we're talking about it, I got the same amount of championships. I score one less point than you in the finals per game. I have an amazing highlight reel and I changed the way basketball was played. You're considered the greatest of all time. I'm not. And yet when you look at everything, when you look at everything, why isn't Steph Curry in that greatest of all time conversation? Now, I don't think he should be. I don't think Steph Curry is one of the greatest of all, like, the greatest of all time. I don't think it's so. a stop. He's not, he's not the GOAT, all right? But when you talk about greatness of a player, LeBron James individually on his own, when you look at his resume on its own, he's a great, like, one of the greatest of all time, top three greatest NBA players of all time. Like, well, I'll never see anything like it in my lifetime. And maybe my grandkids might see someone who can compare. I doubt it. But when you look at Steph Curry on his own, is the same. But then you have to add in that he also changed basketball. Changed basketball. LeBron hasn't. So as far as greatness goes... Is it possible that Steph Curry is a greater basketball player than LeBron James, even though LeBron will end up with all of the stats and numbers and all that stuff to suggest he's one of the greatest of all time, is the impact of Steph Curry on the NBA going is that a greater thing than the impact of LeBron maybe that's what I should say and I know you might bring up economics and LeBron's value and all this other stuff and I don't argue that and again I'm not arguing that I'm not arguing that he is I'm arguing the fact that a guy who's not considered the GOAT is going up against a guy who is the GOAT and has a case to say I may have had a greater impact on the NBA than you Is it possible that Steph Curry has had a greater impact on the NBA than LeBron James? And if that is the case, how can LeBron be the GOAT? (laughs) I'm just playing. But seriously, it's interesting to think about, right? I think you probably never have thought about it. Now, I know people are saying, is Steph Curry the greatest point guard of all time? Like, bro, Steph Curry changed basketball. We watched it happen. We watched him single-handedly change basketball. You can't go to a playground in America right now and find anybody trying to go to the basket all the time with no shooting ability. If you can't shoot, get the hell off the court. That's what Steph Curry did. Who who have you ever seen on the court try to be like LeBron? If there's, if there's somebody big on the court, get your big ass under the basket and get some rebounds. Boy, I don't need you all to try and run point. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I don't know, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's it's interesting to think about how 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 one guy is you know, so clearly the better player but may not have the greater the greater impact. That's interesting. It's a fun thing to think about. But while we're talking about LeBron, one last thing and this is going to come across as hate, but it's not. It's not hate against LeBron. LeBron just happens to be the poster child for it. I've said numerous times The idea that someone makes other players better is not a real concept. That is a fake narrative that has been pushed for years. It's a cliche in sports. It's not a real thing. I've said it for years. And I believe it and I hold true to it. And there's no way you can convince me otherwise. But it still gets said. And I'm going to ask a question. Again. Who was the last player, who was the last NBA player that you felt like LeBron made better? Because people say, oh, LeBron LeBron makes everybody better. Who? Who would you say he made better? Who would you say he made better? And, and on top of that, if he made them better, then how come when he's not playing, or he's not playing well, those guys are not still better? Because they, they have told me for years, LeBron makes everybody better. And then when LeBron sits out of the game, they can't win. And it's like, but I thought he made them better. So they're only better when he's playing. Yeah. So how does that work? What? <laughs> what? That don't make no sense. That's like saying, oh, man, he improved so much from year one. And then when the star player goes out, I revert back to year one. And you say what? I thought I was better if I got better I don't lose it if I if I spend the entire summer working on my handle I don't get handle and then lose it like I have that skill now I've acquired it if LeBron James made guys better then even when he didn't play those guys are better basketball players they wouldn't revert right back to what they are without him If Dennis Schroeder, if LeBron made Dennis Schroeder a better basketball player than when he left the Lakers, he would be a better basketball player. He wouldn't revert back to exactly what he was before he played with LeBron. Anthony Davis is hands down recognized as the key to winning a championship. And yet we will still say Anthony Davis still has moments where he doesn't show up. Has LeBron made Anthony Davis better? No. No. No, he's the same guy. Is Rui Hachimura better because he's with LeBron? No. Is Austin Reeves better because he's with LeBron? No, like they're. No, he's not making anybody better. Who was the last player you would say LeBron made him better? And again, making someone better doesn't mean I have open shots now. No, you're not better because you have open shots. That doesn't make you, that's not making someone better. That's making someone's life easier. Oh, he makes life easy for everybody. Oh, LeBron James, without question, makes life easier for every player that's with him. Your life is going to be so much easier playing with LeBron than it is playing without. But guess what? You're not going to be a better basketball player because your life is easier. Because Shaq made life easy for a lot of people, too. But Rick Fox wasn't a better basketball player because of Shaq. He was, when Shaq left, that's still Rick Fox. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm just saying, everybody that you would say, LeBron had to go play with other great players to win titles. And the role players had to do what role players do. Like, I'm a role player. I can't handle the basketball. I got no handle when it comes to basketball. But I can hit some shots. So if I don't have to dribble up the court, if I don't have to carry the ball, and I can shoot, it, you know, you know what it'd be like? It'd be like this: Clay Thompson is is not would not be great at being point guard. It's not what he does well. So if you take Steph Curry off the floor, you make Clay Thompson run the point. He's not going to look as good. Steph Curry doesn't make Clay Thompson better. Steph Curry allows Klay Thompson to play the position that works for him best. LeBron James doesn't make guys better. He just allows them to do what they do best. And that's why when LeBron leaves a team, the team does so much worse. Because when LeBron gets there, the team is built around him. Their skill set is only good when paired with his. Because none of them can run point. They all need someone to get them the ball. You take away the guy that gets everyone the ball. Those guys have to do it on their own. That's not what they're good at. That's why the team suffers. A car needs four wheels to drive. Take off one wheel, car not going to drive. It's not a crappy car. It's the same car. We just don't have our fourth wheel. This has been something that's bothered me forever. Like when the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony... The knock on Carmelo Anthony was, look, Denver traded Carmelo Anthony and they got so much better and the Knicks got worse. Yeah, dumbass, because the Knicks gave up all of their best players to get one. Denver gave up one player, one really good player, and got five good players. Five good players, making a complete team, is going to make your team better. Giving up five good players to get one really good one, I now have a trash roster with one really good player. That team's not going to win very much. Denver didn't get better because Carmelo Anthony is so toxic that getting him out of the building, everyone was just happier. No, they got better pieces back. Okay? $100 is worth more than $20. So if you give me $20 and I give you $100, you have more money than me, correct? I just gave you $100. You just made $80 more. I don't know why am i explaining this. Y'all get it. I am here to crush the narrative that any that players make other guys better. It don't happen. It doesn't happen. It's not a thing. And if you think LeBron leaving Cleveland when he went to Miami that Cle- that Cleveland was bad simply because LeBron made all of those guys so much better, no. Those guys are there to serve LeBron. Hey, I'm a catch and shoot guy. I can't dribble the ball. You're now asking me to dribble the ball. I'm not good at it. So I'm not going to do it well. We're going to lose. LeBron didn't make me better because I'm still bad at dribbling. If LeBron made me better, all of my skills would be elevated. I would be a better basketball player when he left. I'm not. I'm the same. But what he allows me to do is don't worry about doing all of this. Just do that one thing. That you love to do. Your life is easy. My life is easier. But take away that middle piece. And everything that was built around it falls apart. Because they all aid that one middle piece. And when you take the middle piece out. You have people aiding that can't do it on their own. That can't do it for themselves. But every great player LeBron has played with. They were already great. And they were great after him. He didn't make anybody better, and that's not a knock. That's not a slight against him. I say that for everybody. The only person I think I might say made someone better is maybe Michael Jordan made Scottie Pippen better because Scottie Pippen had a had a had a a little. He was a little soft. And Jordan coming in and and beating him up and and really like pushing him to be like tougher. Maybe that made Pippen a little better. Maybe, not sure. But did he make Tony Kukoc better? Did he make Luke Longley better? Did he make uh, Steve Kerr better? Like, did he make these guys better? No. No. <laughs> No, he made their life easier. LeBron is the ultimate, I will make your life so easy because I will do the work. I will do all the heavy lifting. You just have to stay over there, and when I give you the ball, shoot it. You're going to be wide open, and if you're a wide open NBA player, you're going to make a lot more than you miss. That's my time, y'all. Look, I thank you so much for coming through. Again, I apologize uh, for not having a deeper in-depth conversation about the Knicks-Miami series because... I think it's over at 3-1, but when you hear this, the series will be officially over, or it will still go on. But either way, we'll get into it um, next time. I had to record this early because, like I said, I got some stuff going on. I'm not going to be able to record at my normal time, so I got to do this a little early. But I thank you all for coming through. Listen, think about the question. Is Steph Curry greater than than LeBron James not a better player but is his impact on the game greater is his his overall lasting impact greater like I think it's an interesting conversation let me know what you think Uh, again follow me on YouTube at Cyber Network that's S-I-B-R Network Um, follow me on all social medias at Cyber underscore pod that's S-I-B-R underscore P-O-D hit me up let's stay connected let's continue to build the family Uh, have a good one y'all take care I'll see y'all next week